the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Will, we better make this opener quick because we've got so much to Come fit on. into the next hour. Yep, wrap it up. What have you got? An exclusive on Cassie Sainsbury. Well, everyone else has run with one. Yeah. Channel 7, Channel 9, about every other radio station. They're all going nuts with Cassie Sainsbury exclusive. We've got one. What? Coming up soon. Who? Well, I don't want to go into too much details. We've got the lawyers working hard on it. Oh, is that they what said, they're doing? It's just a matter of how much information we're able to reveal. There's all these suited men out the window. I was yeah. wondering why they're we look, brought They're giving in. me the thumbs up, so it's looking good. For <laughs> they a, are. They the are. Cassie Sainsbury very, exclusive. They're a very enthusiastic bunch of men out there. Yeah, but there's more important things in the world than Cassie Sainsbury. Like esports? Like esports? Yep, we're going to be talking esports during the week. Adelaide Crows bought an esports team. We're going to be explaining what that is. But before that... Richmond. Richmond. <laughs> it's happened again. I really must stress to all Tigers supporters, you must Richmond responsibly yeah. because it's a really dangerous thing to do at the minute. Oh, PTSD oh, is rife amongst Richmond supporters. Goodness, I feel sorry for the lot of you. We're chatting more about the Tigers next on the Greenfield Post on Triple H. Will. Yes. The longest streak in AFL is still alive after North Melbourne got over the Demons today at the MCG. Oh, wow. Team, beat, team versus team. Yeah, they have, Melbourne haven't beaten North Melbourne since round 20, 2006. Oh, six? Can you believe that? 11 years. Yeah. That is a very long streak. I guess everyone's a hoodoo when you're Melbourne. That last, is, that's absolutely <laughs> right. The last decade. That's absolutely right. And there was a fair bit of heat in the game. It was a very fiery game. I was really surprised, actually. Hmm. It's funny how these teams, you just get a couple of hotheads that don't see eye to eye, and all of a sudden you've got this really fiery fixture. Yeah, underway. that's right. It plays like Cunnington versus Vince. Yep. Viney versus almost everyone else. Yep. Bug, who's just annoying up in the Melbourne forward line, just picking other, other people for no good reason. <laughs> Missing about six shots for yeah, goals. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you who did stay out of it all today. Mm. Jordan Lewis. He, 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 was, he, was about, he was about four four steps back on every contest. I didn't notice that, actually. Yeah, he did. They, there was no way he's going to cop another suspension that's this year. That's very interesting. Uh, he, he only needs to say something a bit mean and he's going to get done for Straight weeks. in front of the MRP. But here's, what, here's a question for you, MJ. Go on. Now, Say you're on the footy field and yeah. you were to walk up to an opposition player and punch him square in the face. Yep. What would be your consequence? Oh, um, like, de- oh it depends on if you've injured the person, if, yep. they've, if they've got a glass jaw and you've hurt them. You check the medical report. But if it's a direct punch in the face, anywhere from two to four weeks. You, that's what you'd think. Well, what's the maximum? Sort of Barry Hall and Brent Stake. Barry Hall was, was eight. Eight weeks? Yeah. So anywhere in that Somewhere range. in that vicinity. Yeah. What, what if I was holding a little, uh, little tough of your jumper? What would that come down to? Nothing. I reckon it'd be a slap on the wrist, you play just, on. You just need you need to hold one thread, just whack him in the face, and just, it's all game on. Just even pretend to hold it. You yeah. know, just just a little push, push, jab. Just, just yeah, like that. <laughs> what they should do is put a little Velcro on their hand. Yeah, yeah. So it's always holding a bit of material. That's not bad. Yeah. Or just bring out their own jumper and just sort of pretend. And then bang. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's it, how it, they need to attack. Can you hold your own jumper and punch someone? I reckon you could. <laughs> that's not a bad tactic. Yeah. Well, there was, there was spot fires all over the G today. Here's how the Triple M Sunday rub team calling the game saw it. Gee whiz. I'll tell you what, there are jumper punches everywhere. going everywhere yep. today. I want to know, Bosch Tools, how many fights? Well, in terms of jumper punches, uh, Swatter, we've had 27. Viney's in Higgins. Higgins and Viney. bloody concentration duck. Viney wants to go on with it, and oh, now he gets oh, one in the guts. Punch. And there's another punch. This is just unbelievable. Goes a solar plexus whack. It's like we're at the boxing. And, and the umpire's standing 10 feet away. And it's Bernie's chaos. still on the ground. It is absolute Anarchy, chaos. Ruzi. Anarchy. Anarchy. Anarchy, I tell you. It's out of bloody control here at the Triple MCG. Mad Max style. Oh, anarchy. I love the hyperbole yeah. there. Just, well, the like, MRP are going to have a lot of trouble with that game. Well, that'll do, that'll do take they, them eight hours to go through that. Oh, do they set a precedent? Do they make an example of some of these players? Because, like, you can't just let that go. Mm. It's crazy. But anyway, 
There's a bigger headline this weekend, MJ. What's that? I've got the uh, lifeline number here for Richmond supporters. That's 13, 11, 14. That was a really rough loss. It was an extremely <laughs> rough loss. For those who haven't been keeping up with proceedings... The oh, everyone had to keep up with these proceedings. The Bulldogs beat Richmond by less than a goal five points three weeks ago. Yep. Frio then uh, beat them by two points after and after the siren kick from yep. David Mundy. Yep. And, of course, yesterday afternoon, GWS beat them by three points when they were clearly mm. up with a minute to go. So It's unprecedented. It's completely unprecedented. You know, yesterday they were up for 98.5% of the game. 98.5%. They led from 13 seconds in yeah. until 40 seconds remaining. I've never, I don't think the AFL world has ever seen a team with the ability to oh. snatch defeat from the jaws of victory so easily yeah. and so consistently. And if it was like, if it was Fremantle or something, mm. it wouldn't be anywhere near as funny. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> but the fact the, it's Richmond just but, makes it so comedic. I imagine, I don't know many Richmond supporters, yeah. but I imagine there's some <laughs> part of them that find it funny. <laughs> just in a dark sort of That's, way. Yeah, in a dark way. Who do you reckon's had a worse couple of weeks? Richmond or George Columbaris? Oh, <laughs> it's a tough call. He has had a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe Cassie Sainsbury. <laughs> <laughs> she just edges ahead. She's, she's ahead on the ladder. <laughs> this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Save Cassie. She's innocent. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. And MJ, it's time for... Will and MJ's... Serious news. <laughs> no, no, no. Serious news. Now, you and I are both quite competitive. Yep. And we have no rivals on the other stations around Melbourne to take on. Oh, I thought we were talking about pinball. Oh, well, we're competitive that as well. We do have a, a new pinball machine in the station here. But in but terms of ratings, yeah. us first and then no one second. Daylight. But we need the competition. So we've been looking to yep. the TV networks to find out what they're doing in our time slot. Well, as far as I'm aware, the other, the other radio stations aren't on at the minute. I don't think they may, they may as well not be. No, it's Waste a static. That's right. <laughs> but we were, we were watching TV and every Sunday we're in here and 60 Minutes and Sunday Night are on. Yeah. And we think, well, what are they doing that we could do to maybe try and take some of their audience? Well, they've named their show after the time slot, first of all. Sunday Night. Channel 7. That's right. They've nailed that. <laughs> That's right. Should we pinch that? Maybe we should just be called Later Sunday Night. <laughs> Or something like that. Because before midnight. But of course, they do what we aren't great at, and that's very serious stuff. Yep. So tonight, they've had nothing but revelations and exclusives on Cassie Sainsbury. Ooh, otherwise known as Cocaine Cassie. Non-stop. Now, let's have a listen to what Channel 7 had to offer, because I'm about to tell you something you don't even know. What's that? I've got an exclusive as well. What? On Cassie Sainsbury. It's just, it's just past the lawyers now. But hang on, let's have a listen to what, oh. let's have a listen to what Sunday night had Gee, to offer. Cassie Sainsbury, jailed in Colombia. Only seven Sunday night has the inside story. The man who loves her breaks his silence. The flight to Colombia, was it a surprise? Yes. Exclusively <laughs> on Sunday night. Whoa. Now they've hooked me. Yeah, I've... Hang on, I'm still reeling from the fact. You reckon you've got an exclusive like this? I do. You, you, who, who have you spoken well, to? Hang on, let's have a listen to what 60 Minutes okay. had. Yep. Who is Cocaine Cassie? Who is Cocaine Cassie? Sunday, yeah. a Nine Network World exclusive. Well, The new revelations that will turn the whole story <laughs> upside down. Oh my God. Cocaine Cassie, Sunday on 60 Minutes. Yeah. Now, have you got this, Have you hired the same voiceover guy? I've got the same voiceover <laughs> Dude, have got guy. got something to... Well, well, have, you spoke, have you got the brother? Have you got the, the mum? We couldn't quite afford the brother or the mum or anyone related to Cassie. Okay. But so you've got a, a world exclusive? World exclusive. Revelation. We don't have the budget of 60 Minutes, obviously. No. Or the staff or probably the talent, to be honest. <laughs> we don't have the budget of a lot of things. No, we don't. 
But um, I've managed to track down. We don't have the budget for dinner. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, serious news. Serious yeah, news. I, I worked my way back from Cassie yep. to try and work out at what point I could get an exclusive okay. on very, very minimal budget. Yeah. Um, and so on the line now, we have a man who recently bought some headphones. Oh, like from Cassie? Well, no, he just bought some headphones. Roll the tape. On the line, we have Jonathan, who recently purchased a pair of headphones. Jonathan, are you there? Uh, yeah. Can you tell me what type of headphones you bought, Jonathan? Um, Beats um, by Drake. And why did you buy them? Oh, because I wanted he some headphones. What's that ominous music? Don't worry about that. Did the headphones contain any cocaine? What? No, who is this? <laughs> Who is that? It's a world exclusive. Who's Jonathan? Don't worry, he purchased some headphones. And there were, wasn't cocaine? No. So Cassie's innocent? Yes. <laughs> the Greenfield Post on Triple M. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. Now, Will, during the week, Adelaide, the Adelaide Crows sent out a press release. Yes. And I'm reading from it now. Um, it says they've entered into an agreement to acqu acquire a professional esports team in what is a first for Australian mainstream sport. It goes on to say that Legacy Esports, which is who they've purchased, yep. is one of the eight top tier League of Legends professional teams competing in the Oceanic Pro League. Now, I know for a fact you don't know any of those words that you just said. And I'm tipping you don't know either. <laughs> I'm not far off. Now, to help us try and understand what any of that means, we have Pete Corrali on the line, host of Game on Australia and a director of an esports company called Flak Test. And he's on the line now to try and make sense of any of that. G'day, Pete. G'day, guys. Thank you so much for having us on because this, uh, this is a monumental day for people who have been following and loving esports for a long time. Well, first things first, what is esports? So esports, uh, quite the long and short of it is it's electronic sports. So it's basically uh, sport, but played with computer games. Mm. Um, and people, a lot of people kind of go, well, you know, it's a computer game. How can it be a sport? Um, try sitting in front of a, uh, a tournament match when, you know, $20.7 million is on the line, oh. uh, being watched oh. by three and a half million people around the world and sitting there 5v5, uh, and concentrating as much as you possibly can for a good 40 to 50 minutes at a time. Um, there is there is definitely a sport element to this. It's not your traditional sort of sport element, like running around a field, mm. but there is definitely a sport element to it. Well, yeah, like like you said, you have to sit there and you have to concentrate and you're using your fingers and you're, and you're communicating with your teammates. <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of, uh, of sport-esque sort of skills going on there. There is a lot of sport-esque sort of skills. Uh, so it's a lot of dexterity. Yep. It's a lot of concentration. And the best players in the world, like you mentioned Legacy Esports. So just to, to bring you in mm. on uh, what the Adelaide Crows have done, this is obviously following off the back of what the AFL asked uh, of their, their AFL clubs because mm. the AFL acquired Eddie Had Stadium in October last year. Uh, and said uh, a little bit earlier this year, hey, look, we'd love to fill that 54,000-seat stadium with Australia's largest esports event. Mm. So um, that was pretty much the first step. The next step is the Adelaide Crows acquiring Legacy Esports. And the OPL, the Oceanic Pro League, uh, is basically one of the biggest leagues in the world that, that use a game called League of Legends. Now, uh, what is League of Legends? Yeah. So League of Legends is a 5v5 MOBA. Right, mm -hmm. and MOBA stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. So imagine a chessboard with no squares. 
Um, and yeah. <laughs> in one, in the lower left corner, you have one team's base, and in the upper right corner, you have the other team's base. And in the middle, there's a big jungle with three lanes, a middle jungle, a top lane, and a bottom lane. And in amongst that are variables like different animals, different dragons, so on and so forth. And then the teams choose from a roster of 143 different characters with different elements and skills and major powers called ultimates. And then they battle it out and games can last for 20 minutes and they can last for upwards of an hour uh, and yeah, the the objective is to get into the enemy base and destroy it. So a bit more complicated than Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because <laughs> that's that's what I'm pitching at Etihad Stadium. Just fifty thousand people watching. Uh, yeah, Super Crash, uh, Super Smash Super, Brothers. Super Smash yeah. Brothers. <laughs> I've you lost know my what? Like, Nintendo knowledge. Super Smash Brothers. I mean, that came out in 1997 on the Nintendo 64, yeah. and that has been for the last 20 years one mm. of the cornerstone um, esports games around the world. It's never quite taken off like these ones, uh, but it's been a, a cornerstone because it's such an easy one to watch. It's like your, your street fighters. It's easy to get. It's, yeah. you know, 2v2 or 1v1 or, you know, mm. and it's a couple of guys going at each other on the screen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they don't sell out tournaments. Now, when I'm talking about selling out tournaments, we're talking about some of the biggest arenas in the world. We're talking filling the seats of Madison Square Garden for the grand final. Wow. wow. Yeah, that, that's, like, ha- that's happened already. That's that's happened. So, mm. uh wow. And it's only really fresh, right? This is why it's such a big step right now for the Adelaide Crows to do this and for esports in general, because 2011 was the first major tournament using another MOBA game called Dota, which stands for Defense of the Angels. It was kind of the same as League of Legends, but mm-hmm. a little bit more complicated. Uh, and that was a million-dollar prize pool. Now, since 2011, um, we've come, what, six years, and that $1 million prize pool for the Dota International, which is the grand final tournament, mm. has gone from $1 million to $20.7 million. Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah, the winning teams <laughs> take home about $6, 7000000 million apiece. Wowee. So, so yeah. much money for so a professional money. sportsman. So what's it's big money? What do you need to do to join one of these teams? Um, so, it's you need to start playing. Um, and it's it's as simple as that because, like, okay, for example, the the company that I'm one of the directors of, Flak Test Gaming, we're like a grassroots. So think of, yeah. think of um the the Nab Kids, um, Auskick for Auskick, right? Yeah. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at me, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Uh, so think of Auskick, right? Yeah. But for uh, computer games, okay? Yeah. Um, you get your start there, you push through, and a lot of these games have championship rankings inside the actual game themselves, and those are open to the rest of the world to actually see. Um, so the, the most recent example of it would be a game called Overwatch, which is very similar to these games that I've been talking about, except it's FPS, which stands for first person shooter, like a call of duty or something where you just see the gun in front of you. Yep. And, uh, the top 500 players in every region around the world are the ones that the pro teams basically chase to represent them. And then the pro teams go out and they're owned by different ones. Like in the U S, um, See, the Adelaide Crows doing this this year, they're really the AFL is really far behind, right? They're really? ahead of the they're already ahead of the curve, but in terms of pro sports around the world taking on esports, really far behind. If you Google mm-hmm. um, the NBA, the majority of the professional teams in the NBA, the really successful ones, have a pro esports team somewhere playing one game or another. Really? So yeah. Yeah. do you think down the line we're going to see 50,000 people at Etihad and we're watching three or four teams wearing like Adelaide Crows jerseys and Carlton jerseys just taking each other on in this 
like Avatar meets Capture the Flag sort of yeah, big I, screen? I, th- I think we're probably another couple of years away from it. Um, mm. The AFL backing it is a massive thing because the AFL, I mean, particularly seeing, you know, how well that they put out uh, the Women's League yeah. mm. um, and how well they, how much money they put behind that. If they're serious about esports, they could fill that stadium by the end of next year. Wow. Um, not a problem. And as long as they put a, a, a whole heap of money behind it, They'll get that because that's the thing. Like when we're talking about the, it's it's not a mainstream thing, mm. esports, but it is if you're in that sort of section. Like the, you guys have heard of Twitch before? Yeah, that's, that's the streaming. Streaming. Uh, that's it's like a YouTube, but purely for gamers, right? Yeah. There are more people watching Twitch, and we're talking hundreds of millions yeah. every single week than there are watching the big cable stations in the US. Mm. Wow, like hey. that's that is the uptake the of future. this. It is the future. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a sleeping giant, isn't it? It really is. So, you know, the Adelaide Crows taking on this esports team, Legacy Esports, is a massive step to bringing it into mainstream thing. Uh, then we'll see the AFL obviously putting some money behind it, and that's a great thing as well. And now it's pretty much just a waiting game. Um, but, I mean, look, big things are starting to happen in the sphere. Earlier this year, it was uh, announced by ESPN that they're going to be broadcasting the FIFA 17 tournaments live oh, on television. That's my jam. Exactly, right? So you've played FIFA 17. I'm a massive FIFA nerd. Love FIFA. Well, you're going to be able to see people playing that game for tournament money in the tournament space uh, on ESPN Live. Mm, I'd watch that. Wow. uh, This year. So that's how far we've come. Uh, Companies are dedicating parts of their media companies to actually broadcasting. There's a lot of money in it. There is a lot of money in this sport. So as far as League of Legends goes, because that seems like the one that's most feasible to get off the ground first for the AFL, for instance, mm-hmm. do you see blockbusters? Do you see like games that come down to a kick after the siren, so to speak? <laughs> yeah, well, like in all honesty, <laughs> yeah, like there, there's the crowd been, erupts. Uh, there's been plenty of that, right? So mm. with League of Legends, for example, um, there's a there's a the South Korean team. SK Telecom are the best uh, League of Legends team in the world, right? Um, They're ranked number one and they absolutely dominate. They've also got the best player in the world and his name is Faker. Um, (laughs) So Faker is your, he's your Nat Fife of the AFL, basically. All right. So so bear with me. Except a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably. Um, now he's he's the uh, he's he's the. I'm trying to bring this into the the AFL space as much yeah, no, as I can, no, just to make yeah, it relatable. We appreciate so that. He's uh, the Brownlow medalist. Yeah. He's the Brownlow medalist. He's the the premiership captain. Yeah. He's right everything. Right. He's Eddie Maguire. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, everyone wants to be faker. Everybody wants to be faker. Yeah, well, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't sing this heart attack back in yeah. 2004. Did he? No, not, not quite. This, okay. Not the um, same. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are great. Um, so, Faker, right? Um, uh, the the oh, it's hard to you know what it's hard to explain to you guys like the sort of kick after the siren because these yeah. games there are games that are tailored towards that. Like there's a game like Rocket League, for example, which is mm. literally you play as rocket cars and you kick a ball around an arena. Yeah, right. Um, and that does come down to things like a kick after the siren and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but League of Legends is more of a an arm wrestle over the course of, you know, 40 or 50 minutes when it comes to the major tournaments around the world. And it can come down to one major play in particular, mm. you know, mm. where um, 
one team, you know, when we're talking 50 minutes of play, your brain starts to slow down a bit. You start to make a few mistakes here and there. And then all of a sudden, one team uh, hasn't got quite the vision of the map that they should. And the other team gets what's called a gank, which is a gang kill, wipes them out. And then they've got a minute to access the enemy base and they take it out from there. Like it's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it is—it's an arm wrestle. You see some unforgivable ganks just yeah. every across the season. Just some. Now howlers. you're getting it. There you go. You, you guys will be virgin nerds in no time. Yeah. Well, we can commentate. <laughs> well, there'd, there'd be a fair bit of ganking going on. Uh, by, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, it's not called commentating; it's called shoutcasting. Oh, oh right. Okay, Sorry. shoutcasting. My lingo, well, my lingo's poor. Sorry, Pete. Now, Pete, I'm, I'm up to level. I'm up to level 532 on Candy Crush. Do you reckon I have a chance to make any of these teams? <laughs> Uh, Where does that see. place him? Uh, no. no I'm, no, I'm near, anywhere near Faker's level? You're, put it this way. Um, like, I've kicked, a, I've kicked a football once. Yeah. That's about where you are when it comes to me taking on the <laughs> AFL. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. when it comes to Candy Crush. Yeah. But I, I honestly think I, I would feel more comfortable taking on Nat Fife than Faker in their respective fields. Do you? I yeah. think Faker's that good. <laughs> I think Faker, Faker would be that yeah, good. Yeah, I, think so. I wouldn't even know what hit me. Some of the strongest thumbs in the set. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. I declare a thumb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. wouldn't touch him. All right, Pete. Well, that, that that's sort of cleared it up for me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where this is going to be in five years' time. Look, I I, I think the the next thing that I I suggest you guys do mm. is um, do yourselves a favour, as I put on my Molly Meldrum hat. Yep. Yep. And uh, jump on Google and just watch a few of the games. Um, you won't understand anything going on. It might hard, be hard to, to get into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's more just for seeing the way these tournaments actually look, the amount of money that they put together. These tournaments look slicker and nicer than, you know, your, your major grand final days for an AFL game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, they put absolutely everything into it because it's tech companies that are backing most of these teams. So, mm -hmm. you know, their, their money and their hardware is on the line and, it's just an amazing thing to watch. Well, the fact of the matter is you've got a generation of kids who have grown up playing computer games and they, mm -hmm. they love these mm. games. They love their sport. And it's just like a, a meeting of the two. I'm really excited to see where it ends up. And it's all also for those kids who aren't necessarily athletically gifted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody grew up kick. I certainly didn't. I didn't grow up kicking a, a soccer ball or a football or anything like that. I grew up, you know, sniping people from across the map in a digital space. Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, for us, mm. this this is our sport. This is what we watch. And um, it's it's very exciting. We were very pleased to see the Adelaide Crows doing this because it does. It's just one massive step in esports history uh, to making this a mainstream conversation. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Pete. That was Pete Corelli, the host of Game on Australia and a director of an esports company called Flak Test. Thanks so much for explaining it all to us, Pete. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. Thanks for your time. Good on you, Pete. Thanks, mate. Now, Will, earlier in the show, we brought up jumper punching, which I think this week is going to be a massive topic topic in the news. Yeah, it turns out it's been really topical. We're not the mm. best news breakers in the business, but sometimes we stumble across a bit of an exclusive. Yeah, well, I was at the game today, and it was amazing how many spot fires and jumper punches there were. Yeah. And I think last week was at Cochin. Cochin basically dropped Lockie Neal. And, yeah. And everyone thought he was very lucky to escape with no games. Yeah, because he hit locking near really hard, but because he was holding onto the jumper, yeah. he was he got away with it's it. It's a legal whack. With a nice little $1,000 fine or something yeah. like that. Now, after the game, Jay Clark, Triple M's Jay Clark, of course, he's asked Brad Scott in the press conference what he thought of it. What do you think about jumper punching in the game, Scotty? Do you like it? Do you not like it? No, I don't like it because it's, it's just it's a cheap shot, isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't do that if there weren't rules. And it's not a... 
It's not something that, because I mean, if, if you cop a jumper punch, what are you going to do? If that's okay, then I'm going to give you one back. And then it just degenerates from there. So, no, I think that a free kick is the answer. Not, um, it's not an MRP issue in my view. So there's Brad Scott on jumper punching. I think mm. today could be the end of the jumper punch. Well, he makes an extremely good point, and I can't say I disagree with Brad Scott, mm. but this is coming from a bloke. If you comb through every incident from his career, he would have had, I reckon, was, a thousand jumper punches in his time. king of the jumper punch. Oh, it's just so funny seeing That his... whole Brisbane side. Oh, they would have they'd be had five in the top ten jumper punches of all time. <laughs> if, like, we, if we check the stat The card. Scott brothers lynch. The Scott brothers alone. I reckon I reckon what the Wakelands combined would have had triple figures in lynch jumper yep. punches over oh, their exactly. time. Exactly. It's so funny seeing all these commenters mm. and all these opinions in the AFL scene. Like Lee yeah. Matthews, like, oh, that's not on, that's a cheap shot. Yeah. When he was the dirtiest player <laughs> ever. You can't the go, line. Will, he's the greatest player of all time. Oh, I don't care. You can't say that he just, took oh, cheap shots. Just these people that uh that say all these things about the modern game when their own careers were littered with the same incidents. Yeah. I just find it funny. Well, but on you, Scotty, I reckon, I reckon it is the end of the jumper punch. Well, jumper punching is probably a legitimate issue. Yep. I tell you what probably isn't a legitimate issue. Mm-hmm. Channel 7's broadcasting and who they choose to show during the show. What's happened here? Well, Tony Jones has teed off. Channel 9's Tony Jones? Yes, on Channel 7. The old school rivalry. For the people they choose to show <laughs> during Collingwood matches. <laughs> Now, I know Channel 9 and Channel 7 are at war, so it loathes me to do. I'm loath to do this, I really am. Oh, no. But Channel 7, can you do me a favour with your coverage? To the producers and the directors, I've had a gutful. Not just the pizza religion pizzas, but okay, I can get copping Buck, so I can get copping Eddie. Right, but how many shots of Joffa do we need through a telecast, all right? It's not all about Joffa. Show me the six-year-old who wants a little bit of respect in the playground. Show me an 86-year-old who wants a little bit of respect going into bingo on Monday. There is more to the Collingwood Football Club than the cheerleader. That's not a bad point. That's not a bad point by TJ. Yeah. When I pitch a cheerleader, though, I don't really pitch a Joffa, to be, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I wish TJ had used a different word than cheerleader. You're, you're picturing bring it on. I'm exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what not, I'm picturing. He's not quite Kirsten Dunst. Oh, that's, I'm, I've got Kirsten Dunst and Eliza Dushku in my head, not, not Joffa. <laughs> but once again, extremely yeah. good point from TJ. I don't know where he was going with that six-year-old yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's but, right. Well, what do you uh, think about that? Do you think they should be showing Joffa every 30 seconds during a Collingwood I, game? I don't think they should show Joffa at all. If anything, I think we just should have a little inset in the bottom right corner of Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> just Eddie camp. <laughs> That's a great idea. Actually, scrap it. I don't want to see any game footage. <laughs> Let's just see Eddie. Just see Eddie. It'll tell you enough about the game. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> You'll tell it by the expression in his eyes when Fasolo makes a mistake yeah. or, or Elliot kicks a goal. It'll show you more than any game footage could Perfect. Do. And only one camera. Channel 7 will save money. Oh, easy. Press what, red for red. What an idea. <laughs> the Greenfield Post on Triple M. MJ, a bit of housekeeping. Let's wrap this show up. Yeah, well, big news in the world of boxing yep. unfolding over the past sort of 12 hours or so. Floyd Mayweather oh. has said that he's now a 90% chance of fighting Conor McGregor. So it looks like, I never thought it would happen, yep. but it looks like it is. And it will stop the world. This is going to be the biggest fight since, uh, what, Mundane Green 2? Probably probably <laughs> Rocky versus Tommy Gunn. Oh, Rock, yeah. Rocky 5. <laughs> It's been, you know, it's Rocky been a while. Five. Yeah. Not since Rocky Five stopped the world in its yeah. tracks have we seen a bigger <laughs> fight. Know, have you watched Rocky Five lately? Not lately. <laughs> Do you know that ends in a street fight? I don't think he actually boxes, does he, Rocky? It's the most disappointing end to a movie ever. So he's he just coaches him. He coaches him, and then they get in a street fight. Bizarre film. Yeah, and they're sort of falling into bins, and that was when they triumphantly leapt over the shark. I reckon the that's Rocky right. Franchise. As soon as the Ivan Drago. Yeah. Um, what was that, Rocky Four? That was four. That, yeah. that was peak Rocky. That's where it peaked. Yeah. 
Uh, but Rocky Balboa, you know the new one? Yeah. Where he fights like a guy that's about 30, 40 years younger? Yeah. Not bad. What about Creed? Do you enjoy Creed? Creed was good. I thought Creed was excellent. Creed was great. So. Anyway, Floyd Weather, uh, that's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> I've already forgotten his name. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, we're that, looking forward to that. That's boxing, wrapping yep. that up. All right. Mm. I saw this in the Herald Sun today in the trivia. Yeah. What Australian cricketer has the middle name Devereaux? D-E-V-E-R-E-A-U-X. <laughs> it sounds like a trucking company. Does it? Yeah. I, I think it sounds really floggy. Devereaux. Yeah. No, I don't know. Prominent cricketer. Do you want me to take a swing? Have a swing. In the dark. Uh, who looks like a Devereaux? It's not Usman. <laughs> Mitchell Stark. No, it's Steve Smith. His middle name's Devereaux. Steve Devereaux Smith. Wow. Sorry, that just came to my attention. I thought I had, should bring yeah, a it A bit up. of a fun fact? Yeah, a bit of a fun fact. There mm. you go. All right. Nice French. His name's Steve Smith and he's got the name Devereaux in the middle. Yeah, nice little French little twist on his. Roll with Devereaux. <laughs> It'll make you much more Googleable. Go on, Dev. Devereaux Smith. Um, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. In Truman Cafe, of course, in Melbourne. Yeah. They have got Truman Cafe. Yeah. This is this is hours old. This news. Mm. They've got a new coffee option. Now we've seen what? What's the stupidest coffee you've seen? That's uh, like uh, a new fad. Oh, the guava or guava, the one where the the animals shit it out. Oh yeah, the the poo coffee. Yeah, and then there was the one. There's like been ra- rainbow ones and green ones. And yeah, and Starbucks had like a unicorn one, I think. Yeah, but this is exclusively Melbourne, you know, mm. like the deconstructed breakfast things. Oh like that. yeah, I think this is. The... I hated that deconstructed coffee thing oh, that came out. A few I years think. Ago. I think this one has topped it all. Mm. This is going to be everywhere tomorrow. So this is really hot off the presses. Yeah. Today, the Truman Cafe. Someone came in asking if they could have a latte inside an avocado shell. And they made it for them. An avo latte. <laughs> no. I'm, I've, mate, I can show you the video. Surely the, that's a piss take. And the guy said, I think it's ridiculous. It's literally a coffee and a piece of rubbish. <laughs> it is. So there you go. I might pop down and grab one tomorrow. From where? Truman Cafe. Well, avoid Truman Cafe. <laughs> They're not selling it, are they? Yeah, avo lattes. They're, it's now one of their most popular uh, breakfast items. And the Merriam-Webster Dictionary has already jumped on it. And they've already said, word we're not watching, avo latte. Really? So it's not going to make the dictionary. Yeah. What is a synonym for tosser? <laughs> <laughs> now you can, you can, um, we've had a big reaction to our Ca- uh, Cassie Sainsbury exclusive. If you missed yeah. it earlier in the show, it'll be available on our podcast. All you need to do is head to iTunes, search for uh, Will and MJ in the Greenfield Post and just subscribe there because you, you know, it's, it was yeah. an important development. You're missing out on such in the whole gold case. <laughs> yeah. As our Cassie Sainsbury exclusive. 60 minutes, couldn't cover it no, properly. They, they Neither could it. Sunday night. They missed out on Jonathan. They missed an important part of the story. So. John, Jonathan who popped into yep. JB Hi-Fi. That's right. Uh, besides that, jump on Facebook, the Greenfield Post and Will and MJ Facebook pages, of course, and as we'll always. Be, we'll be back at 10 p.m. next Sunday night. We sure will. This has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Catch you later.